Wow, that was some that was some delay from my end that I heard. Oh yeah, same. We welcome to the Brain Bug Don't have podcast. the rights to this burner. What's up, everybody? Uh oh. All right, let's get that out. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Clear your trouts. It's about to get real. Yeah, I'm sick. Although, actually, Clear after your that trouts, cough, blow I your do, snouts. Uh, I do feel pretty good. I don't know if I sound sick. I probably do a little bit. But you sound um, a little nasally, maybe a little, a little bit. bit. Well, a little bit. Yeah. Welcome uh, to this week that I'm hosting, and I'm a little bit sick. And by a little bit, I mean pretty dang sick. Yeah. Well, I was um, sick last allergies. time, so I don't know. I was sick, and yeah, I didn't. I even was know sick it. when I was on vacation. Yeah. Brent, you're real. You, you know. You know. You're sick. You're yeah. sick, Brent. You don't even know, Brent. I'm sick for like half so the podcast sick. we ever record. You you guys realize that? Like you go back <laughs> into like the old days of the podcast, I was sick for like 30% of them. <laughs> it was pretty rough. Rough stuff. Are you oh, sick of right. us? Never. I'm down with the sickness. Oh, wow. Uh, um, uh, oh my God. It's funny because like our lag is so bad, but we're still having a conversation. We're still doing it. We're getting well, through. I just... Uh, as long as you like, don't look at the video too much. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, That's true. That's fine. I mostly look at my own face when I'm talking, so it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mostly look at your own face too. So, <laughs> all right, let me um just pull up. My... No, actually, I look at I look a lot at Jack's beautiful lo- luscious the hair. Flow. To be honest, so flow. Mm. Mm. well, I often will like, like Antonio. You guys, I mean, you you guys at home can't see it, but like I have like a big old gamer headset, and so like my hair like tries to always come around the sides, and it just looks kind of absurd. You know who but, you're um, reminding me of? You know uh, who you're reminding me of right now, Jack? And and see, oh, Bobby, I want to see if you agree with me. He's he's starting to get like Billy from Stranger okay. Things vibes. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. A little bit. He's got that flow oh, going, the little mustache. No, uh, I, I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that. I'll take the uh I'll take the good vibes. Isn't he like racist? Is he um, ra- oh I yeah, a little maybe. bit. Yeah, there oh that is true. Well, that is a bit of a subplot there if Lucas I, there he's kind of a, a little Yeah. Little, little I, saw, I saw a thing where everyone was like, why did they make Billy racist? And then the actor who played Billy was like, I don't think he's racist. I think he's just protecting his little sister. I don't know. There's some uh, weird racial uh, Why'd they make the actor who plays Billy racist? <laughs> but also, he hot, so uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so hot. Isn't he, like the, isn't he like the MILF slayer or something? Yeah, basically. Yes. <laughs> he sleeps with, uh, I think he sleeps with one of the moms. Well, he, he, almost, he almost does, but then he ends up like turning into like oh, a mind yeah. flayer monster or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Lamau. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? Anyway, anyway, we're not talking about mind flayers, but we are talking we about weird be. I don't know. Honestly, right. I have no idea what we're talking about. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> why don't we uh, introduce ourselves today first, mm. and then we'll uh, and then we'll get into the to the topic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if I don't know the topic, how am I going to pick my alliteration? Um, oh, well, we're talking about. I told you what we're talking about, Robert. I know. I just forget. Oh, is it the zoology? Yes, yeah, so we're talking about speculative zoology, but specifically, we're okay. going to be talking about um, all tomorrows, which is a speculative zoology uh, project book thing uh, that we okay. will uh, that we'll talk about. Um, 
So I guess I'll uh, I'll start us off. I am your uh, okay. uh, Jack Sarah J, which actually isn't from uh, All Tomorrow's, it's from Gloomhaven, which I've been playing recently. Um, okay, uh, uh, very good. I I am your before the day after tomorrow, B oh. Bobby, because the day after tomorrow is tomorrow. The day before that is tomorrow. Oh, wow. wow! All tomorrow, baby, and um. I literally wow. don't even know what speculative zoology is, and based on your intros, I feel like I really don't know what it is. So I am your badger bee, Brent, because I don't know what, <laughs> that's an animal, and that's zoology, so I don't know. Does it work? Maybe. Maybe not. And you're being speculative. Whoa. I'm speculating. Uh, I mean, yeah. As long <laughs> as you're speculating, you know, how the badger got where it is and where mm. it's going... Uh, yeah. Okay, well, so what is speculative? Oh, sorry, I meant Badger from Breaking Bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm Badger <laughs> oh, from Breaking Bad. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh that Badger one. from Breaking Bad. That's even better, actually. Yeah, dude. Um, no, so what is... <laughs> um, did you... Who is the... Is there a dude, like, named Hank or something from Breaking Bad? Yeah, he's yes. the, he's the uh, brother-in-law DEA agent. Yeah, yeah, there was, like, a big meme where he... he loves uh, rocks. He, like... Minerals. The actor who played him... Uh, <laughs> like posted a bunch of tweets that seemed like he was like trying to search for them, mm -hmm. and then like <laughs> like he he posted a tweet that just said sex gifts, and mm -hmm. he like yes he, I saw everyone that. <laughs> everyone everyone memed the heck out of him. Yeah. Um, that is so amazing. But yeah, I don't know. And like, Ow. wait, I kind of want to do that on purpose <laughs> to troll people now. Uh, uh, but that is. I had a pretty good tweet today. I'm not gonna lie. I tweeted it out. I twat it. Go follow me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I haven't checked. At Bobby Briggs fifteen. Norm so, normally, I just so, see you uh, being mean to the Celtics. No, I usually am just mean to the Celtics. But today, my tweet was: uh, We are really just gonna sit here and pretend to forget that all of our art teachers gave us used button-down dad shirts and told us they were smocks. Come on. Do you remember that? I do Did remember you have that, that? Bobby. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Thank okay, you. Well, actually, Thank you. hold on. Have that. It, it, it is... Oh. Brent had real smocks. It is... Um, <laughs> I will say it is, although it is real and true, I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, super relatable. <laughs> yeah, like, super... Like, I understand that, but, like... <laughs> I'm not like, oh my god, I got got him. <laughs> like, wow. Like, like when, uh, like, uh, you know, where the one word would be like, the, uh, a comparable one I think would be, oh, teachers really gave us um, just the stuffed crust and called it a whole pizza uh, stick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. But yeah, I do, I do, I do get what you mean. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank one you. One of these days we'll I worked see, hard it. On we'll it. see it in like, Sometimes when I'm browsing, I'll get like a viral tweet recommended to me and I'll be like, I don't mm. follow this topic or this person. Why am I seeing this? I don't want to see this. And they're all... And that's just one of those And ones. they'll be like, hey, I observed this thing about human life and everyone else goes, oh my God, you did that before I did. I'll, so now I have to like it. I don't know. I think social media <laughs> is so dumb. Anyway. I do too, but here we anyway, are. Anyway, speculative zoology, uh, also known as speculative evolution or biology... Um, it's basically you, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, considered a fictional and artistic movement mainly, but it's basically like, 
Uh, you're focusing on hypothetical scenarios of, of how life evolved. Um, I knew it! And I knew it had something to do with evolution. Yes. Um, so, uh, basically, the, the how speculative zoology got its start. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, is thinking of new ideas need a start? But, um, mm. interestingly enough, well, actually, probably not interestingly enough, I guess logically enough, the early, early mentions of time travel also go hand in hand with the earliest examples of speculative zoology. So in the book, okay, in the book by H.G. Wells from 1895, known as The Time Machine, uh, yes. which is one of, which is one of, if not the first example of actual like time travel in fiction as well. Um, yeah, people, a lot of people who are listening will probably have seen one of the movies at this point. There's one from like the 90s or something that mm -hmm. is uh or like the early 2000s that um it's pretty horrendous scarred me as a child dude yeah. um the morlocks were really yeah, the, scary but the morlocks and the eloy the morlocks were are examples freaky. are examples of uh speculative zoology and actually in the book he goes like millions and millions and millions of the in the years of the future past the morlocks and the eloys and earth mm. is ruled by like sentient giant crabs or something um, oh, and they missed, they didn't include that in the movie. That's annoying. Yeah, dude, that part was integral to the plot. I can't believe they cut it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that is uh, they they uh, he also obviously finds you know other animals and plants and whatever. Um, but like that is sort of where uh, uh, the first things uh, happened, and into the uh, uh, from there there would be you know sort of various projects here and there but it wasn't until like the 80s 90s where like the explosion of 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 depicting dinosaurs um in various art books various uh paleo artists uh where speculative zoology would really um start to to take hold we got books like uh the new dinosaurs uh and after man by uh dougal dixon which you guys have probably heard of Dougal Dixon is a uh he's had a lot of uh, a lot of important uh speculative zoology stuff those like old well here I'll just sh I'll show you guys the cover of After Man and you probably um will will remember it so um, by any chance is the TV series After Man based off of this book or is it just completely it coincidental is. Nice, nice, nice. It is in fact based off the book, and it, right. it, um, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. But um, so basically, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so basically, um, you know, speculative zoology. That's basically what it is. Um, so we're gonna talk about a more uh recent book called all Ooh. tomorrows which is f i didn't write down the specific date but i want to say 2016 uh oh, the year of our um, lord 2016 yeah yes um so basically <laughs> uh this is uh so this is one where you're gonna really want to um look up uh, I since this is like a book that you can download, I don't know 
if we can like just take the images and post them onto the brain blog but uh sure, it's sure. free the book the book is free to free to download online or find yeah just get the uh, pdf already on, like, you nerds google drive yeah i got the pdf yeah. you guys can get the pdf yeah ben will love this episode because ben hates oh ben hates the idea of uh speculating on what dinosaurs looked like because really he yeah because he's scared of dinosaurs with feathers oh and yeah, yeah. i yes. completely forgot about that i I I can't believe that that was it was the weird. I remember being so weirded out by it. That he's like they're scary. The feathers are scary. I'm like, oh my the god, big birds. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, well, Dougal Dixon is like, I would be surprised if any sort of uh like paleo artist or or someone hasn't heard of them. I think they're very mm. very popular in the like in the uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, All Tomorrows by C.M. Kozman is, uh, sort of inspired by, um, After Man. Uh, After Man sort of looks at the Earth, um, after humanity has died off and, uh, how things Ooh. are going to, uh, how things are going to expand. A uh, All Tomorrows kind of gives, uh, a sort of unique take on a potential future of... Of man, uh, so I'll. Uh, oh, so we're gonna. I love stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna quick go through and like essentially just I I explain this book and um, and how it, uh, what sort of impact it has on, uh, on what re what relation is to speculative zoology specifically, uh, which will be mainly the second half. The first half is kind of it's kind of a big setup, um, and I'll explain it why. But I think it's wicked uh, cool. So. Unless you guys have anything uh, before we get into the main story of it. No, I'm ready to jump in. Let's jump right into the news. <laughs> killer Keemstar. Killer? Look at that way too much. I know. Keemstar is not like the best person to reference either. He's kind of problematic. <laughs> no, he's terrible. Oh my God. Do you know I don't even know who he is. He, uh, <laughs> he's like runs a, a quote unquote news channel on youtube and where he just he just talks about like internet drama he also like has just the worst takes on everything like oh yeah there were a bunch of um like internet personalities who were getting um who were having uh like people coming forward and, and accusing them of of uh sexual assault and somewhere it wasn't even accusations where they were where the person was like yeah that happened um and keemstar just had some worse takes it had some terrible terrible takes about like what constitutes sexual assault versus like a misunderstanding mm. yeah mm. and everyone was like keemstar you have a daughter i cannot believe that you believe this about sexual uh. assault he, he literally was like what so 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 uh he touched them without their permission that's sexual assault and it's like yes that is oh. that is exactly the definition of it that is exactly the definition of it <laughs> anyway yeah well, anyway all tomorrows um <laughs> let's get let's right get out of the subject <laughs> yeah um <laughs> all right so basically um humankind uh uh fucked itself uh on earth and okay. uh they as it does the yeah. <laughs> population was more than double what it is now so it was like around 15 billion people on the planet 
Um, and they were like, all right, we need a solution. And they were like, yo, Mars is right near us. Let's go to Mars. So it took centuries, but eventually they uh, trans, they terraformed, that's what it's called. They terraformed Mars uh, to be habitable. First by uh, mm -hmm. releasing uh, genetically engineered microbes into the, uh, onto the planet to generate an atmosphere. And after hundreds of years of that, they began crashing asteroids and comets containing water to terraform and bring water to the planet. Uh, so humanity's first steps onto the ground of Mars was not made by astronauts in expensive suits, but barefooted children on freshly grown grass. Um, oh, interesting. As the Martian Adam and Eve situation. Yeah, yeah. As the uh, Martian people uh, grew and thrived on Earth, on, on Mars, they uh, started up industry and eventually like around half of Earth's industry would be would be tied uh, to Mars. Uh, this is the first instance of some speculation, uh, speculative zoology we see, but due to the lower gravity and unique atmosphere of Mars, uh, these Martians grew taller and more gangly, kind of like in the Expanse. I know that the people who don't live on Earth, uh, like the people who live on the asteroid belts in the Expanse are like taller and thinner. Mm. Um, but uh, eventually they started to see themselves as sort of the new age American and they'd be because they were, you know, the this this sort of new pilgrimage of people leaving the established homeland civilization to start in a completely uh, a new thing. So they actually became known as the Martian Americans and like the Americans, they, they uh, started to get this, this attitude of, of independence uh, about them. And eventually we're like, Hey, why should earth be so uh, dependent on, on us? Uh, and so eventually Mars declared war, uh, Mars declared independence and Earth declared war. Uh, mm. This war was not, you know, one of those glorious sci-fi battles. Uh, it was a nerve-wracking game of inches as each side fought with uh, mechanically controlled drones and complex AI designed to maximize the efficiency of war. Uh, by the end, wow, this sounds way too like realistic, dude. This, like, this is a very good. This project is so cool. That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to, to, to talk about it. Um, because we could do an entire episode purely on speculative zoology itself and like all the other different mm -hmm. projects and stuff. But like this one specific project is just so interesting and well thought out um, that I wanted to talk about the whole thing in great detail. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so the war was, uh, was fought with these, with these machines and... Um, uh, by the time the war had ended, 8 billion humans, both uh, Earth and Martian, uh, were dead, uh, which is... Oh, half? The, uh, no, by then, um, so 15 million were the total number of humans on Earth, and now it's been um, like hundreds and hundreds of years later, um, and the population is separated between the two planets, so I actually don't know how much. They don't actually give a number, but... Um, a lot. It was it was a a, a a a good good portion. It was a. It must have been. I mean, at most a fourth, which is like a ton, right? Yeah. If like, uh, it's hard to say how what like the rate of their growth was, but like if we're you know roughly a little bit double, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, that's like a fourth, a fifth of their total population. Either way, it was enough for them to uh, realize that all of this destruction was uh, pointless and that they needed to call a truce and come back together as one people. Uh, however, the differences between the Earthens and the Martians were kind of great. So, they either through volunteering or through forced sterilization, um, they decided to not reproduce at all and instead genetically engineered a new species of humans. These people were stronger, what? they were smarter, and they were designed to explore and colonize the solar system. And they would be known oh. as the star people. And uh, the recent memory of losing a large number of the population helped sort of convince people that this was the right thing to do was to was to raise this new uh, this new race of people. Um, so. Uh, uh yeah so as the uh as our solar system was was uh, was colonized and other solar systems were colonized um eventually humanity realized that there were places that were just too far uh to get to and so they would send these ships with uh ai and genetic material and the ai would uh would would start the first generation of colonists um on their oh. on their own and then the 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 colonies would 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 grow and then uh establish connection oh um, dude that's crazy because like it makes you think about you know the origins of life on earth mm -hmm. and it's like oh could we be a result of that from a different yeah planet far away um it is it is uh yeah we'll talk more about about that kind of uh thing actually specifically as well uh interesting but uh yeah so as they so uh however uh they encountered an issue where humans would uh become attached to their artificial creators and and parents and uh the first generations wouldn't be able to let them go and so about half of these colonies would die off in mass identity crises um however the half that remained was enough uh, to enter humanity into a golden age. Eventually, humanity expanded and colonized its entire arm of uh, the galaxy. Uh, wow. And we would enter what would be known as the Summer of Man, where uh, living standards were at an all-time high and planets were becoming colonized very, very quickly. Uh, it was described that the average person could experience wealth greater than that of many nations today. Um, so what does that mean? Exactly? It means that the average person, um, the average person had a standard of living in that day that a person today could only achieve if they were richer than like countries. Oh, um, it was basically life was good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, like we achieved like perfect, like yeah, it, society. It, it, it wasn't a utopia technically, but it was as close as you could get basically. As uh, so, over the hundreds and thousands of years, as humanity uh, uh, colonized, uh, uh, you know, many many light years, they realized that they weren't. Oh, excuse me. They realized that they were not encountering any other uh, intelligent life. 
Well, where was it? Including the AI that they sent out? Um, well, that doesn't count because they were they put that okay. there. <laughs> um, well, I wasn't sure if like they were like expecting it to like. No, no, no. Grow they're looking for them. they're looking for other species, other intelligent species. They've encountered many alien life, uh, you know, animals and plants, but nothing, nothing uh, sentient. Uh, one day they were colonizing a new planet, and they had found an animal there that had four limbs and calcium-based bones, whereas every other animal on the planet had three limbs and copper-based bones. So, obviously, uh. this was an animal from Earth that had been placed there many, many millennia ago. So, some people um, begin to see this animal, along with the lack of other intelligent life, as a sign that uh, God had uh had put that animal there and had created uh humanity and so there was a a large resurgence in religion however other people had thought that it was merely uh, another sentient race of spacefaring people who were millennia older than uh than earth uh however what nobody could have predicted oh this is uh this is a picture from the Summer of Man. This is two star people watching a holographic movie as they lounge under the remnants of their colonized world's indigenous flora. For them, life is continuous. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, however, uh, what they what the these people who believe that God had put that uh, this is the uh, see so this is the the four limbed limbed descendant of an Earth creature next to the other very alien like species on this planet. <laughs> Um, so some people thought that God had put this here. However, what ended up putting it there turned out to be so much worse. Um, so this is an image depicting the fall of man, uh, at the hands of the Q. Uh, so the Q is this thing in the middle and, uh, these things next to it are, uh, genetic engineering projects that the Q had done. Uh, thousands of years into the Summer of Man, humanity would be visited by a sentient, godlike alien race known as the Q. Uh, they were many, many millennia old and would travel from one arm of the galaxy to the next with a complex and sort of dogmatic belief that they had the divine right to remake the galaxy as they saw fit. Um, kind of like how we mow our lawns, you know, and we just run over ants, and we're like, "I want my lawn to be like this." Kind of. They 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 didn't they didn't regard the they didn't regard humanity as anything more than uh, objects. However, um, they were angered by humanity's attempt at genetic engineering um, themselves. And so they used, uh, they reformed many human colonies and planets into uh, hundreds, thousand, thousands of grotesque new uh, forms. Uh, and they ruled over the human, they ruled over humanity and their uh, uh, terrible creations um, for about 40 million years until they eventually decided they were done and moved on to the next part of the galaxy. 40 billion? 40 million. Oh, 40 um, million. And what they left behind 
we are going to explore today. So this is where the speculative zoology really kind of starts. Um, this is where it starts. Yeah. So what? I, so I was like, why? Why the queue? Right? Like, why is this needed? Why? Like, this seems like such a strange thing. And I realized it's because um, the author wanted a quick, and interesting way to get humanity back into um natural selection um because since uh, humanity had removed itself so far like i see the queue as a just like a complete reset button on humanity and a way for us to just look at how humanity could have evolved in a uh in, a, in an interesting way um mm. so this is a uh this is a picture of a queue pyramid but it doesn't really matter um okay so Basically, the Q uh, would um, turn humans into um, anything. They would turn humans into anything from, uh, you know, uh, cattle and, and utility things all the way to pets and works of art and um, things that just got... Because they just got bored. Um, so... Uh, so they had the divine ability to do this yes. like yeah they could they could rewrite they could reshape genetic material like we can do with clay basically oh. um so the first uh the first sort of species we'll look at are the worms and these are are long worm-like creatures obviously based on their name with uh limbs that were turned into little stubs um and they live on a, a incredibly hot world so they mainly burrow underground and uh, just sort of mindlessly, mindlessly uh, tunnel, tunnel through. Um, oh yeah, the the artist does not hold back with uh, with with their depictions of stuff like. Um, a lot of they even have like genitals and like buttholes. And yeah, stuff. yeah, you'll yeah you'll see it gets. Uh, oh, there's a little sneak peek. Uh, it gets, it gets, it gets, <laughs> um, it gets pretty grotesque, and yes! there's no, there's no holds barred. But um, they, uh, uh, yeah, so we got the worms burrowing with their young. Yeah, we got the worms. Um, uh, so next is another, another human uh, species known as the titans, and these are very elephant-like uh, creatures. Their, their limbs have been turned into useless stubs except for um very primitive thumbs that they can use uh however their lower lip has turned into sort of like a prehensile trunk like an like an elephant has um and these guys actually would eventually develop some sort of baseline intelligence and they would carve statues and make shelters and 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 tell stories of myths and legends that they that they had uh, created and they could have you know uh, eventually given enough time uh, be a resurgence of humanity however uh, an ice age hit their planet and they were all extinct um, a race of people who did not go extinct were the predators and the prey um, so this were these are two different human subspecies that ha that that encounter that live on the same planet. Uh, the predator uh, are uh, violent, uh, dr uh, driven by instinct, and uh, they 
uh, have some sort of baseline sentience that would awaken many thousands of years later. The prey, however, would uh, never have their humanity uh, reawaken, and they would be hunted to extinction uh, by by the predators. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Now, so you said that they wanted to force, or humans needed to be forced into natural selection again. So, did the the Q turn all the humans into each subsect, or did they just like, did they just eventually yes. evolve so into everything, these different everything things? Everything that we're looking at is what is what the Q left right now ah. and then we're gonna look at how so this is just base level yeah, like yeah, foundation yeah. this is what the q left and then we're gonna look at how we um how we uh how we did it if we were to look at the human if we're human if we were to look at animal life on earth we would go back to like right now we're kind of looking at like you know um if you were to look at the origins of fish or birds or or mm. or uh, mammals right those overarching genres uh, genres of animal those ty- kinds of animal <laughs> right phylum or whatever yeah 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 the kingdoms. kingdoms the different kingdoms if you went back in time right you could find okay this is where this animal branched off and became a fish right you can find the okay. first thing that is a fish um so i sort of see this as like it's using humans as sort of the common ancestor for um like sentience in a way mm. so like imagine like sentience in general as like a new kind of animal and that human is the common ancestor um and now okay. this is the this these are, are are all the branches all the different all the different kinds of sentience just like how an elephant and a shrew are both mammals yes i see um i, I mean everything i mean these uh, uh, the worms a little bit the predators and the prey a little bit more um the titans not so much but they're a little bit they're kind of vaguely human um yeah they're 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 humanoid enough you get into things like the mantelopes um who, Ew. who were who were created to be singers of uh <laughs> for the queue and so they had fully human they got little feet on their knees minds. yeah <laughs> well that's i mean that is uh that is correct. That is like that little thing in in this type of animal is what it would be. But so they have fully human minds. Yeah, they well they they eventually had fully human mind. They started with fully human minds because they needed to be um, record keepers and singers for the queue. But um, interesting. When the queue left, they uh, they retained the memories and would pass them down through generations of the tragedy of humanity, and they. Their whole civilization was based around grief and sorrow, and and they would sing songs of their of their pain. Um, but eventually, uh, a mantelope that is that is ignorant to its own suffering has a better chance of survival than one that knows. Uh, so uh, sentience would eventually uh, evolve out of them. Because mm. uh, you know, you you if you know, then you you're yeah you're more likely to kind of give up and. That's interesting. So the mantelopes are kind of like they got this almost like um, culture yeah. of like. Well, this is our origin story. Yeah, the mantelopes are kind of like. Uh, it's interesting. It's like the reverse because it's. Uh, uh, 
you know they 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 turned into died out and turned into animals essentially that's uh, sad. next we have the uh the swimmers um which were uh almost uh, unrecognizable but they lived on many uh, many different aquatic planets um they have very human eyes but other than that uh they're not much yeah big old yeah. toothy grin um we'll talk about uh we'll talk about we'll talk about them uh more in a little bit um next are the lizard herders and so these actually these uh uh these were meant to be sort of like caretakers of this 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 lizard animal they're a uh, a symbiotic creature and the uh the human monkey like uh thing had actually completely had its its chance for intelligence and humanity removed um but we'll talk about uh how these two creatures interestingly evolved together a little bit later um on some planets they had things like these burrowers um which were like the these are of the same species this is a uh, a male and a female and the male is heading to the breeding tube ew it looks like a like a rabbit with like a beak on top of its head and then just some grossness underneath i don't like this one i forget what this was for i think this is just a uh um i think this was was just a living piece of art actually um but Ew. these things would never have their their humanity resurface um these are what are these things these are the bone crushers oh, we got we got a. Uh... Uh, well, he looks like the guy. Oh, Annie! Oh, oh, oh! did not that you? You did not know yeah, Guado. Guado. That's his name. Guado, whatever. Did not work yeah. on me, Jedi. <laughs> not Guado, not Guido. Guido. Yeah, Squido. Uh-oh. Yeah, it looks like Guado without like the wings. Yeah, I mean he looks, like a beak. He, yeah, he looks like kind of. He looks like a like a you know like a caveman Neanderthal, but his teeth. He's got a beak coming out of his mouth instead of like teeth. Um, these guys actually. Mm. These guys got pretty far. These guys would go would get as far as a uh, medieval uh, level of of society. Um, they would eat rotting meat and communicated by uh, defecating on each other. Um, Ooh. Eventually, wars and famine would lead to, uh, they would run out of meat, the rotting meat to eat, and they all died off. Um, so humanity wouldn't, uh, wouldn't come back from them. Here we have the colonials, which were large, flat, essentially just pads of skin, and they were meant to be filters for the queue. They actually came from an earth that... Filters? Yeah, they would, they would feed on, uh feed on Q waste products and um, release, you know, better things. But um, they uh, they were actually forced to keep their uh, their sentience because they uh, as punishment because they fought back against the Q and were successful for a little bit before eventually being taken over. Oh, man. I mean, the Q really did not like these guys. No. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. some places like the like the flappers, uh, they they turned into uh, into into wings um, and could fly. There are people like the hand flappers though, who <laughs> who 
I love this quote uh, showing the image of this hand flapper. A hand flapper on the edge of his mating territory. During their almost comical exaggeration of sexual display, his kind has begun to lose their edge at adaptation. Theirs will be a boisterous, ecstatic, but ultimately ephemeral existence. <laughs> um, there are certain... And they got big balls. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they got big dangling balls. Uh, um, these are the blind people. They, uh, they, you know, I, I will just, we'll, they, they were like mole-like people. They, uh, but who cares about them? Interestingly, one of the more successful <laughs> human things, it's because some of these subspecies, uh, gang sentience and some of them don't, um, mm. like the flyers gang sentience, but the hand flappers don't, the colonials do. The little sheep. People. So this is just an overview of like all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the base Yeah, yeah. This is these are called the to- uh, the lopsiders, and they were on a they were put on a planet with immense immense gravity. So they sort of live in this two D sort of like a flounder kind of. Uh, imagine a human but a flounder. Um, mm. They these little. Uh, creatures that you see they would actually learn how to uh domesticate them and that would be their first step towards civilization um these are the striders these again were uh were works of art um these would get hunted to extinction by a uh, a flying uh creature um some humans were turned into uh parasites um and would uh, feed on blood, much like a tick or a leech. Uh, this one is like half the size of the of your palm of your hand. Uh, these were the finger fishers. Uh, these are they're kind of like if a human and a horse and an eye eye had a baby together, they would use their <laughs> long middle fingers to uh, to fish in their shallow waters of their home planet. He kind of looks like Chris Gaines a little bit. This this freaky looking thing is called a hedonist, and its name is pretty self-explanatory. They were designed to be pets for the Q, <laughs> and so the Q loved them so much they put them on a planet that that they were the only animals there, and and they basically the only things that they had to do was um, exist and enjoy life. So they didn't have any uh, any thoughts in their brains at all, um, and they had a genetic sort of thing where they would have to mate. Uh, an immense number of times before they could reproduce. Um, and that was so that they could, you know, enjoy mating without their population getting out of control. Um, they have a really interesting uh, way that they evolve into the future. Um, okay, the last... Is this the last sort of... Yeah, yeah. The last uh, sort of human species that the Q messed with was the insectophagy. And they um, they designed them to uh, to basically be uh, be pest control. And to eat bugs and stuff, so that the Q didn't have to uh, have to deal with them. Um, interesting. It's funny that the Q like have the ability to like morph life, like as if it was clay, but they also are like, I don't like bugs. Yeah, they're like- very uh, <laughs> uh, spiteful. Um, interestingly, uh, probably most interestingly, there was actually a a a group of of space of star people who were not discovered by the Q because they decided to uh, live completely in space uh, and in the void of space uh, and being in the gravityless free thing their limbs grew long and spindly and they developed pressurized digestive systems that they could use to jet around using their 
farts. Uh, that's what this little <laughs> that little little, little uh, spout is um, right there. Um, so those are pretty much our our base sort of uh, uh, things. And as we go millions and millions of years uh, into the future, oh no, just kidding. There was actually one more base thing. Uh, the, the Squidwards. Yeah, the Squidwards. Uh, no, these are called the Ruin Haunters, and they um, were actually on a planet that had the ruins of the Q and the Star People. And so um, they had access to, they could, you know, over the course of millions of years, they were able to re-understand the, the, the knowledge and history that both the Star People and the Q had left behind. Um, but Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, uh, this thing, I don't even know why this is here. This is just a skeleton of some unknown human species. Um, so now the Q are, the Q are gone. Um, the star people have been all transformed. Mm-hmm. And the only star people left are the ones that have the long limbs. That yeah, are like deep. They're not in star space. people anymore. They're spacers. Okay, so they've basically like become a new species. Yes, yes. This is like millions of years. Um, uh, because the the Q came at the end of the Summer of Man, and then the Q were that were there for like forty million years. Okay. Um. So the so over the course of the forty million years, the space the star people evolved into the spacers. Um. Many, many. Uh, millions of years later, the, uh, species that we just talked about would start to gain sentience. Um, so here we have what the, uh, worm people, uh, the worm people would eventually evolve into the snake person with their limbs eventually evolving down to the end of their body to create a sort of hand. Uh, so here we have one, uh, smoking, uh, while it reads a book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they, uh, yeah, we have a, uh, we have the predators would eventually evolve into the killer folk. Um, they, their planet would be littered with, with ruins of civilizations that were destroyed by their violent natures and tendencies because although they became a civilized people, uh, they still had, you know, that, 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 uh, push. Um, the swimmers, uh, being, underwater would eventually uh, evolve into what they're known as the tool breeders and since they were underwater they never discovered fire and therefore uh, combustion and so any sort of combustion based technology they can't do so they never developed um, an engine uh, so instead of instead of developing technology they selectively bred various creatures to turn into living machines for what they need um oh yeah uh the lizard herders uh funny enough uh the lizards would evolve and gain sentience and use the humans that never did sort of as uh as pack animals um the uh yeah, the yeah. colonials would evolve into the modular people where entire civilizations of these people would be one stack and each person is a mutated and specialized part of the of the of the entire uh <laughs> uh being. Uh the law the uh oh the winged people 
the flappers would turn into the pterosaurians uh living living mainly on uh on these uh lower gravity planets uh here is a naked lopsider who eventually who well no an asymmetric an asymmetric nobleman poses nude to reveal his bizarre anatomy normally these creatures dress up in elaborate garments that resemble heats of interconnected <laughs> and large stockings so eventually the uh lopsiders stood up uh but since they were sideways they became the asymmetric uh uh people yeah these ones are gross um <laughs> the parasites would evolve into uh symbiotes um so all the life on the planets around them would evolve to be used by them um so the oh. so the the thing that we're seeing with the face and the eyes is actually a host, and the actual symbiote is the thing on its head. Um, Interesting. And so they would have uh, they would they uh, a parasite would change hosts, kind of like how um, like we would change clothes. You know, they mm -hmm. have a formal host and a casual host. And when you go to your eighth grade semi, do you have to like go out and like buy your first like host? Uh, first formal host. I don't know. Well, so this book is is written in the perspective of somebody who is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think they swap hosts as like a fun activity? Um, <laughs> it's so so goofy. Uh, they have montages where they're on different hosts. Yeah, for in like a mirror. This is um. This book is sort of like the history of human humanity, as if somebody would write like the history of of uh, like like you know tigers of how tigers evolved from like a saber-toothed tiger to now or whatever um we actually there we'll actually see a picture of the author at the end um these are uh sailor people i don't know they're they're just some kind of human thing uh who cares uh this they look like boats yeah they do this is what the um is what the Chris Gaines? Yeah, this is what the uh, no, this, yeah, this is what the he, the hedonists uh, evolved into the uh, satyriacs. Um, so okay, the hedonists, so the pets. Yeah, yeah, the pets. So since the hedonists had enlarged behinds, uh, those eventually grew out to tails to help with balance. Um, and so since the hedonists had to breed um, hundreds and hundreds of times before, or mate hundreds and hundreds of times before they would. Um, reproduce uh they were extremely resistant to evolutionary change um so the 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 dominant race that that evolved from them were people who who had foregone their uh their uh, who were able to to reproduce without having to breed so many times so so um pleasure is still a very and promiscuity is still a very integral part of uh of satyriac uh culture uh the insectophagy would eventually uh sort of converge with their with their prey as they developed uh leathery structures to their faces to help to help uh protect against insect stings and, and attacks as they ate them uh they would eventually ossify and become part of their structure uh and so the uh, uh <laughs> i i love these little like captions for their pictures a bug-faced celebrity <laughs> arguably the most beautiful girl on their planet pose poses oh before God. a coastal village in the distance can be seen a gas bag like tree creature 
relics left over from the mysterious alien invaders. And so, um, and, uh, uh, well, uh, eventually these, these species all talk to each other, um, except for these, uh, the bug facers, the bug facers, as they were, um, developing their society were invaded by a third sentient alien life force that we don't really know anything about. Um, and mm. the bug facers were actually able to fight them off, except the, the, uh, the aliens had left uh, some alien uh, invasive species. Um, and so because of that, the bug facers became incredibly xenophobic. So when all the other species developed space travel and started talking to each other, the bug facers um, did not. Uh, but interestingly, mm-hmm. the uh, spacers would evolve continue to evolve into the astromorphs since they didn't need their legs anymore they would turn into these vestigial sort of structures as their uh digestive based propulsion system uh developed and since they didn't need to support the weight of uh mind anymore their minds were able to grow at incredible rates as well as them uh genetically engineering their minds to be larger too and so it said that uh, astromorphs w- would uh, go through their day-to-day uh, talking, discussing, and thinking in concepts and ideas far more complicated than any human could even imagine uh, mm. at this point. Um, so, that was all... Uh, everything was all great for all these human subspecies, essentially. Um, they all uh, eventually developed various ways to to talk to each other and get into space and and go and meet each other uh the tool breeders bred massive living spaceships that could survive out in the vacuum of space um however one little race known as uh the ruin haunters if we uh recall back to the squidward boys yeah the squidward boys the squidward boys having the knowledge of the star people and the q uh would eventually develop themselves into the gravital. They, what? uh, they would, uh, use their, use their, uh, their little jump start to, uh, really advance their, uh, their technologic, uh, progress. Um, and so they would become masters of machine, eventually, uh, c- combining themselves with machines and um becoming living in these sphere like uh structures eventually they would develop machines that could yeah yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of um i kind of I, I i'm i like the design i don't know there's something about it that is that even though it's just like a sphere yeah it's kind of like uh like a classic sci-fi uh villain kind of yeah. thing but um they would uh they eventually developed machines that they could live in that uh that could uh withstand space travel um and you combining the uh the belief of the q and the star people to g- explore and conquer they began to conquer all these other uh sentient human subraces that we uh that we encountered starting with the bug facers 
uh, and they would almost completely destroy the bug facers, but they would uh, be spared and be the only human subspecies left after the Gravitol mm. were done with them. So the Gravitol go and kill out all of the other uh, species, except the bug facers become integrated into their uh, sort of society. So here we have uh, one of the spaceships from the machines destroying uh, a planet. Um, here we have uh, the bug facers after they had been again genetically modified forcefully by the Gravitol. Uh, oh man, the Gravitol kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Here's like uh, uh, again some more uh, um, uh, another creature that had been genetically modified uh, and it's machine master so here at the front here you can see the machine part of it and then in the back you can see the uh the organic uh part that uh that they did um however eventually uh the the, the societies would come together and they would start a uh 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 they would they would they would flourish as a as a sort of hybrid uh, uh, society, um, until the spacers uh, came back, um, wanting to yes, wanting to return to their ancestral homeland, the star people known as the spacers, now known as the astromarchs, which now look like this, uh, which have big bat ears, um, they came back and they and they uh, uh, reconquered um, the machines took over uh and the uh sort of the astromorphs kind of recolonized uh everything um being back on so you could argue that like the spacers were kind of the most human things left. yeah they were they were this is the this is the most the most human thing left um they would eventually evolve uh back into these uh being back on planets now they would use their their spindly limbs would evolve into sort of spider-like stuff to help them walk they still had these big giant heads um but eventually uh the they would use the technology of the gravitol to um hybridize themselves again ending with the uh the new machine empire uh as you can see, she has sort of that gravitol-like head. Uh, these are her arms, and, and this body center is the uh, the, the the organic uh, uh, sort of thing. And then um, these are just like these are these are pictures of, of other. Uh, uh, this is these are the people who 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 came the first the first sentient people who came who didn't try to essentially destroy the humans. Um, and then basically, um, by the time that this book was written, this is what humans, uh, uh, look like, uh, humans have, have diverged considerably, uh, from their, from their ancestral forms, uh, you know, almost completely unrecognizable. And then this is the picture of the author of the book and he's holding, <laughs> he's holding a bil billion year old human skull. Oh, so like in this story, like the author wrote a book about the true history of humans. Yeah. And this is him. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So humans go from what we are today to uh, to this 
grotesque looking thing over the course of 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 you know a billion years um where's its mouth bobby i have no idea where its mouth uh, is uh, uh this thing <laughs> but yeah but that's basically the end of the story of, uh, of all tomorrows and i just wanted to uh show you guys that because i think it's a really interesting look at uh at uh, at the at, at a future of humanity absolutely that was really that brought me back to like the old the old brain boggle days of let's listen to jack tell us something <laughs> we don't know yeah i don't know if you guys are familiar with the video game series i'm um, odd world yeah this yeah uh, now that you it's very interesting now that you mentioned that this this guy would not um if the, if you took this exact like the way that humans end, if you took that exact design and put it into Odd World, it I, it wouldn't be out of place at all. Yeah, this makes me think though, like what what is actually going to be the future of humanity? Like, are we just gonna die off before we evolve, or will we continue on past our current form? And like, what will that look like? It, it's such an interesting topic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've always yeah I've always wondered. Well. <laughs> I mean, I thought, how far back can we go? I've always wondered, like, what is the, you know, you take a modern day human, what is the oldest human that you could, like, mate with and make a human? Hmm. You know? Uh, like, na like, like in, in current time? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you were to take, you know, me. That's a good question. What, if I were to travel back in time, what is the oldest, like human that you could find that's a great question that's a great question um yeah and i mean imagine like imagine a fish back like i don't know before there were any land mammals imagine if fish had like a society and like a consciousness and they could and someone was like here's what you're gonna look like in the next few million years and they showed them humans they'd be like ew yeah <laughs> yeah what is that yeah, well, I um, and it's like, but we're human, so we don't care. Something interesting that I that I was reading about was um, that uh, 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 an argument that creationists like to use a lot is like, how um, how can a, how can not a dog come from a dog? How does uh, how does a dog turn into not a dog? Um, mm. Right, and they're like, oh, well, you're you're looking at it from from a, uh, a a completely you're looking at it from a wrong perspective because you know technically uh that's not a dog technically you know that's a wolf oh but technically that's not actually a wolf that's actually you know this wolf's ancestor and that wolf ancestor mm -hmm. isn't actually that wolf's ancestor that's actually this you know lizard thing and that lizard thing is actually the fish and that fish is actually the single-celled organism that was the first thing um that life uh that life was um, because evolution mm. is not a, uh, you know, there's no end goal. There's no, there's no right or wrong direction and there's no, there's no ultimate, you know, there's no ultimate, uh, uh, perfect structure that evolution is, is going towards. It just, yeah, um, it will never stop. Yeah, yeah. It'll never stay stagnant. It just, it just, uh, it just is like it, it, it if, if like this random, uh, like, I think it, it is hard for people to understand, like, oh, yeah, genuinely, it is just, oh, this creature had a mistake in its genetic code and was born with this thing that just happens to be better for life. Um, yeah. Like, that's literally what it is. It's crazy, dude. Like, you can already, like, I, I, 
you know, I, I like to garden as some of our listeners might remember. And I have a marigold plant that I bought at the greenery last year. And it is, uh, it was dark yellow last year. It looked pretty like, you know, mustardy yellow. And I've, I've been growing marigold for like a couple years now. And they're always like pretty much the same color. So I never do this, but last year I took the seeds and I saved them and then I replanted them this year. And there was some kind of weird mutation in those that one seed that I got mm-hmm. that grew. And the marigold flowers are like neon yellow. They've never seen it in my life. Oh. And it's so cool. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I wonder what what genetic yeah. mutation caused this. But who knows? Maybe it'll actually turn out to be better for bugs to spot it. So then it'll yeah. pass on its genes more. And it's like that no wonder like there's so many different species on earth because if the, if you can s- notice something like that happening in a flower over like two years mm-hmm. imagine what can happen over like yeah. millions of years there's another um interesting project that if people um want to read more about like uh, uh 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 things like this there's something called serena which is a um mm-hmm. Which is an alternate future where in and uh, a, a moon had been terraformed to, uh, you know, it it had plants and water and and stuff, and the only uh, vertebrate that was that was put there was the domestic canary, um, and it shows mm. like the the diversification and niches that the canary had evolved to fill, um, and how uh, like how the single canary evolved from everything to like giant, uh, you know, carnivorous ostrich like things, um, to, you know, massive filter feeding whale like, uh, canaries. Um, and that's Mm. another, another interesting thing to look at. Whereas instead of humans though, it's, it's canaries. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's so many different things you could, you could, so many different paths you could go down. I mean, look at all the species on earth. And think of that we all came from one yeah. organism. Yeah, like, yeah. That's it's, crazy it's interesting to, to think of like take any single species, put it on a put it on a new planet, and like and treat it as if that is the single celled organism that all life will that will will uh, descend from. Oh, you know? like, dude, that's, that's crazy! Like, think about like that. Like, if you put like an ant on yeah. like Mars, and like they could grow up and but hey, maybe maybe mammals, maybe imagine. the ant is already uh, perfect for Mars, and it's just ants everywhere. <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, Marchants. Oh yeah, but uh, that's all. Um, that's all I got for uh, for this all tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's stuff. a good place to wrap it up. I, I think that was a really fun episode. It makes me want to do more like this. Yeah, these uh, these kinds of things are pretty pretty interesting. So if you fun. want some more of it, you can check out our brain boggled oh. website, which has all of our plugs, perfect, all of our Instagram our facebook uh go check it out you can find all our social meds there all of um them. all of them and we'll, we'll post this uh yeah. i think we'll post the link to this yeah we will um book we will on the brain bloggled um yeah download it uh he has um uh cm cosman cosman whatever however you pronounce it he has a uh another um which we've a- another book which he's actually talked about unknowingly i i did mention this book uh, before but it's called all yesterdays and um th- they look at uh 
It looks at um, the past and the and mm. and it recreates uh, modern day animals as if uh, a paleontologist from the future had seen it and how, what mistakes they could potentially remake. Uh, and it it, it imagines um, you know uh, it, it takes the evidence that we that we currently have with stuff and it thinks. And it says like, okay, well, let's uh, look at it through through X, Y, and Z lens because why not? Um, so mm. like things things like animal behaviors and soft body structures that don't get preserved in the fossil record that are up for up for interpretation. Um, and he also has a ah. sequel to that called All Your Tomorrows, which is fan made submissions, um, which is just more of the oh, same that's thing. cool. So. Um, there is more more stuff from this guy specifically that you can go and look at as well. Um, but uh, sweet, we'll have to do more episodes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, listening. I guess. Yeah, definitely. We have been your BB and J, uh, and hey guys, listen, we almost napped instead of recording yeah. this, and it ended up being one of our best episodes. Yeah, and you're welcome. And you can go <laughs> check out our Patreon if you want to help pay us for this because we actually don't make money off this it yeah. is a cost to us so go check out our patreon it's a brain boggled podcast right brain boggled yeah, podcast patreon.com patreon. slash brain boggled podcast um, yeah go check that out yeah um i really have and to support go to the us. bathroom so i have to go take Peace. a nap so without further ado okay five stars five stars okay, bye, bye. Let's go into the